Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. Today's show is brought to you with our title sponsor being Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Reliably low prices. Check them out at RockAuto.com. A lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the show. Our position preview series rolled on yesterday. We're going to get to our opponent preview series today, talking about the San Diego State Aztecs for the Cougars. We're going to speak with Trone Johnson from Aztec Breakdown, a GFOP, as we like to say in the business, a guy we've had on the podcast in the past. Talk about what to expect from San Diego State as they face off against BYU in November as scheduled. We'll also get to our player countdown series. Now just 71 days away from today. Who is the greatest Cougar to wear the number 71? We'll get to that as well. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar as well as All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about all three of those companies in addition to Rock Auto as the podcast rolls on today. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 24th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars, with us here. A lot to get to on a Wednesday edition of the show, as I mentioned, but before we do that, though, welcome on in to your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars. If you're new to the show, hey, my name is Jake. Hopefully, you guys will be joining us each and every day as we talk BYU sports on the daily. We want to make sure you guys are the smartest smartest BYU fans in the room when you guys are talking with your family and friends who may also be Cougar fans. This can kind of be your secret, but hopefully you'll share that with them. You can download or subscribe to the show on any podcast provider that has podcasts. So, for example, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and there's just a bevy of others. Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast app. Oh, I I don't even know. Himalaya Podcast app, Stitcher, Radio, Anywhere and everywhere podcasts can be heard and or downloaded. Make sure to follow the show, and that way you never miss an episode each and every day. All right, kicking off today's show, some great news coming out from BYU. The announcement coming out that BYU will allow students back onto campus this fall, and it'll be a mixture of both in-class participation for students as well as online learning platforms as well. So, Essentially, they're going to meld their former uh, setup where you went to class by and large, and they're also going to use the online technology they've developed over the past semester or so, and they're going to mix the two. What this means for BYU athletics is you're going to see a number of student athletes be able to go to class, and that should be good news for BYU's chances of playing sports this fall. Obviously, there's a massive concern right now with the rise of COVID-19 positive tests. There's been a surge in multiple states, especially here in the state of Utah. We've seen some of the highest daily totals we've ever seen. You may argue, well, we're testing more people than ever, so we're going to have more positive tests. I don't care about the semantics of it. What I care about is the fact that BYU has announced that student-athletes and students 
in general will be back on campus this fall beginning August 31st, 2020. After Thanksgiving, students will do everything online, including finals. Those that go home will be encouraged to remain home to avoid bringing COVID-19 back to campus, etc. No decisions have been made about winter semester at this point, but I think we all can look at this and say, you know what, this is a positive development for BYU football and all the fall sports, women's soccer, women's volleyball in particular, the cross-country programs. They've all got to be thinking, you know what, we actually have a very good chance now of participating in our fall sports, barring the NCAA canceling things like they did this past spring. I don't think the NCAA has any intention of doing that because I think they understand how much money they already lost, losing out on March Madness, etc. They understand that if football programs, in particular schools with football programs, don't have a football season, you could see a number of them go belly up. It's not even a joke. It, It legitimately could happen. You could see programs fold, athletic departments fold because if they don't have a football season that pays those millions and millions of dollars that really underlines all the other sports, make sure that fund all the other athletics, uh, athletic programs in a particular athletic department, you have to have a football season. The good news is, is BYU aims to have those students back on campus. That means that BYU football can continue their preparations for the upcoming season. Of course, we have to be very careful when it comes to COVID-19. If they have an outbreak with the team, will they shut down workouts? How will they navigate that? Uh, BYU is now looking at July 11th as the tentative kickoff date to their six-week program, where the first 10 days, it sounds like, are workouts with strength coaches in the weight room, as well as meetings with their position coaches up to eight hours a week. Then it transitions to more of a walkthrough setup with your position coaches before fall camp opens on August 5th. The positive news out of all of this is that BYU's football players, by and large, this year's roster are on campus at this point, participating in uh, summer term via online means. The summer term is all online. But with the fact that they're allowing students to come back onto campus as a general population this fall... I just look at it and it means to me that I think BYU has every intention of having as normal a college experience as they possibly can have. Obviously, things can change. If the CDC, the Utah State Health Department of Health, if they were to come down and say, you know what, we got to shut things down again, I have no issue with BYU. I have no issue thinking that BYU would comply with that and obviously act in the best interest of their students. At least I would hope so. And that would probably include athletics. Here's hoping, and this is my fervent prayer, that everything goes smoothly here. We can get the uh, the we can get things figured out on our end with regards to the whole uh, curb the spread of COVID nineteen, flatten that curve, avoid the really uh, dangerous spikes where we flood. Inst- not instacare intensive care units we need to avoid all of that but i think that everything looking forward is a positive with regards to this news coming out yesterday that byu will have students returning to campus this fall and i'm looking forward to it i'm excited to see football this fall we are 71 days away from byu and utah kicking off the season i'm excited to be covering it my plan is to cover it in every way, shape, and form I possibly can. I think that will change a little bit with the media, how we're going to cover things. Maybe more Zoom conferences and maybe not as much uh, in-person coverage with practices and the like. But hey, 
will adapt. I think everybody will adapt to it. But the positive news out of all of this is that BYU plans on having students back on campus. And that means I think we're looking towards football season just 71 days away from today. We'll get to the best player with a number 71 in a BYU uniform here in just a little bit. But coming up here in just a second, we're going to get to part one of a conversation I have with Trone Johnson, a good friend of ours. We've had him on the podcast in the past to talk about San Diego State. I talked BYU and San Diego State in basketball with his previous we're going to talk BYU and San Diego State in football here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that today's title sponsor on the podcast is our good friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a 20-year-old company, a family business who's been serving auto parts customers online for years. Like I said, two decades at this point, and they want to make sure you are taken care of with whatever you need for your car, whether that's an SUV, your daily driver, you got a muscle car that sits in the garage you have to tinker with. They have all of the parts from all the manufacturers you will ever need, regardless of whatever it is. A tail lamp, you need a brand new engine. They have everything you'll ever need. And what I love about this company is you can go online to their online catalog. You can search out your car, your make, your model, the year it is, and they will give you a bevy of different options from different manufacturers for all the parts your car needs. The best part is you can search by brand. You can search by part number. Even can search just by price. If you don't want to go above a price point, they'll take care of you that way. And the best part is the prices are always reliably low with rockauto.com. Your mechanic can't get a better price on rockauto.com than you can. Do-it-yourselfers and professionals pay the same price. And the best part about this is, guys, they want to help take the bite out of some of the expensive, costly repairs that our cars all need at different points. They'll ship it directly to your door. That's the best part about it. Rockauto.com. Love this company. Love what they're doing for our listeners. Make sure to write, you heard about us via Locked On when you stop by rockauto.com. That's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. Let's take a minute here, guys, and talk about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. You've heard me talk a lot about this company over the past week or so, but I can't recommend them enough. They're a local pest control company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. If you have a pest control need, no matter how big or small it might be, All Guard Pest Control can handle it for you guys, and they will handle it with the utmost care. They're taking the most precautions, obviously, with the COVID-19 pandemic going on right now. Seth Baird and his team, Seth is the owner, he's a good friend, a big BYU fan to boot. He is taking every precaution. They're wearing masks, they're wearing gloves when they come in your home. If you don't want them to come in, their, come in your home, they'll treat the exterior of, a, of your home as well. Regardless of whatever you want them to do, they will make sure that they tailor their services to you. They recently came out and serviced my home, and I have to say, I have no complaints whatsoever. Utmost uh, protection being placed around my home, but also the utmost care when it came to treating my home as well. What I love about All Guard Pest Control is they have two unique programs that they offer to their customers. They offer a quarterly program that will come out once every three months. Make sure your home is protected for whatever might be coming at it from whatever angle when it comes to pests, or they also offer one-time services. You have a one-time need. They'll come out, take care of you the one time, and they'll leave you alone. They're not going to make you sign a contract that requires quote-unquote follow-up visits. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. I trust them to take care of my home. I hope you will trust them to take care of yours as well. You can give them a call, 801-851-1812. Once again, that phone number, 801-851-1812. You also can check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. 
I love Seth and his team. They do a great job taking care of my pest control needs at my house. Let them take care of yours as well. That's All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812, or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. All right, guys, let's get to part one of our conversation now with Trone Johnson from Aztec Breakdown. He covers the San Diego State Aztecs. Had a great conversation with him to talk about what Brady Hoke is going to do in his second run now as the head coach of the Aztecs. BYU scheduled to face off against San Diego State on November 14th at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's a return trip from San Diego State after the Cougars went to San Diego in the regular season finale last year. Disappointing loss for BYU in that game, obviously but BYU will be looking to get some payback this year. What will San Diego State look like with a new head coach? Well, I had a chance to speak with Trone Johnson like we, like I've talked about in the past. He's been on this podcast talking about San Diego State basketball. Wanted to talk some football with him. So without further ado, part one of our conversation with Trone Johnson right here on Locked on Cougars. Please welcome in now Trone Johnson from Aztec Breakdown. Has a great podcast covering the San Diego State Aztecs. A guy who we've had on the podcast in the past to talk San Diego State hoops, but wanted to talk some San Diego State football with him today. Uh, Trone, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Jake. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, season coming up here, hopefully. Obviously, we're all kind of wondering what's going to happen with the COVID-19 pandemic, but we're doing our opponent preview here on the podcast as if we're going to have a season. And BYU and San Diego State set to square off in the third to, sorry, second to last, no, third to last game of the season in Provo. A return trip after BYU went to San Diego last year. New uh, new coach back in the hel- back at the helm of San Diego State with Brady Hoke. What has kind of the feedback been on him returning to be the head coach there? You know, I think among fans in San Diego, there's a lot of excitement considering Brady Hoke was the guy who kind of started this uh, building up the team to become what it is now. And, and Rocky Long took that over and ended up doing most of the work, but Brady Hoke was the guy who started it. And so among fans, there's a lot of excitement. I have seen nationally there's a lot of like mixed opinions on whether that was a good choice or not, yeah. but the fans are definitely very excited. He obviously, like you said, is a lightning bolt nationally because I think he had his tenure at Michigan, I think taints everything about him, but you're right. He started San Diego state on this upward trajectory that Rocky long really perfected. Was it three straight 10 win seasons, if I'm not mistaken, at one point, something like that with Rocky last five. Yeah. Uh, Can, can, Brady pick up where Rocky essentially is now is left off and just carry the torch forward. Or does he have a little bit of rebuilding to do here? Um, It's going to be tough, especially considering uh, the pandemic and everything that's, that's going on. You know, when, when you're a new coach, you want to get that time in the spring and, and before the season starts to actually get your system in place and get everybody on the same page. And to whatever extent that happens, it's probably going to be less than is ideal. Uh, defensively, the Aztecs have a lot of, of returning pieces and a lot of talented players coming back. They lost the, the key guys, but there's, there's uh, the consensus is they have guys that can step in and fill those spots. Offensively, the quarterback position is a huge question. And so if you don't have a good quarterback, how good can you be really? And running back, it seems like there's a lot of guys 
who would make great second options, but there's there's concern over whether any of them can be that true number one back. And so it seems like it's going to be pretty similar to it was for the Aztecs last season where the defense will be pretty solid, if not really good, and the offense is going to be the big the big question mark. So 10 wins might be expecting a bit much, but I think a winning season overall, you know, seven, eight wins should be within the realm of possibility. Carson Baker, we saw him take over the starting quarterback role last year. Is he still the guy? Uh, I know spring practices, it appeared that he was going to be the guy, but there were some rumors out there that they may pursue a grad transfer. And we all heard the story about Jack Sears from USC, and that ultimately never panned out. Is it going to be Carson Baker, it appears? Right now, it looks like it'll be Carson Baker. Yeah, and he he played pretty well against BYU last year. That was the only game he he played. He was a star in the San Diego High School area. And so there's a lot of, you know, hope and fingers crossed about that. Um, But right now he looks to be the favorite. Yeah, he I remember watching him against against BYU. And I think a lot of people were like, "Okay, this kid's a freshman. What can he ultimately do? But he came out and he played quite poised despite being just a freshman. Yeah, definitely. And and the thing with San Diego State quarterbacks is often you just need to not make any mistakes, mm-hmm. right? If you don't turn the ball over, if you don't fumble or get sacked a bunch or throw any interceptions, you'll be fine because the defense in the running game will carry you. Last season, the running game wasn't there as much as it had been in years previous, but the defense was so good that the Aztecs were still able to win a lot of games how much that will be there this coming season. Once again, with the new coaches, with different personnel, you know, is the system going to be the same? Nobody's really sure if uh, Brady Hoke and his new offensive coordinator are going to try and keep that same run heavy offense, or if they're going to switch it. Brady Hoke, when he was at San Diego state last time, had a much more uh, pass passing oriented offense. Um, And he had the players he could do that with. So it's just a big question mark on what, what the system will be and if a guy like Baker can succeed. Well, it appears at least on paper, they've got two of their leading receivers coming back, their top tight end. So at the very least, it looks like Baker's going to have weapons to throw it to. Definitely. Definitely. You got Jesse Matthews and uh, the other guy's name is slipping my mind. Kobe Smith, I think. Yeah, they're coming back and they're definitely a couple of the better players on the offensive end returning from last year. So that's nice. It'll just be, you know, the receivers can only be as good as the guy throwing them the ball. So once again, it'll be a matter of if Baker can do that over the course of a season as opposed to just the one game. How does the offensive line look? Uh, I, reading up on them, it looks like they have a few starters back, but how do they look as a unit? Yeah, they got a few starters back. They lost uh, their center, who I think was an all-conference player, Keith Keith Ishmael. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, replacing a guy like that is is always tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, the offensive line once again historically is generally pretty good, and so kind of similar to the defense, you expect that to to hold serve and once again be pretty good. Um, but it. it I mean, I'm definitely a broken record here, but it's just, you know, once again, can the coaches fit the players to the system and and the offensive side is where most of those question marks are. Well, I think that's actually a very good point you have there. It's it's a matter of, I think you're right, with a guy like Brady Hoke who was there before, he's familiar with the lay of the land, to use that expression, but how differently is he going to go about coaching this team now in his second run? I think we're all interested to see what ultimately plays out there. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, I have nothing to add to that. Absolutely. (laughs) 
There you go. Part one of my conversation with Trone Johnson. We'll get to part two of that on tomorrow's podcast. Talked mainly about offense today. We'll switch gears and talk a little more about the San Diego State defense tomorrow. Uh, always enjoy having Trone on. I he think he's a smart San Diego State Aztec fan, a guy who covers the team exclusively uh, for Aztec Breakdown. You can follow them at Aztec Breakdown on Twitter. He also does a video series on YouTube as well. You can check them out there. But a big thank you to him for joining us. Like I said, we'll have part two of that conversation on tomorrow's podcast. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll get to the best player to wear the number 71 in a BYU uniform. A very stellar list of elite offensive linemen, and the voting got very narrow, and we'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, need to take a minute and also talk to you today about our good friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a great company, a local company here in the state of Utah, but they are revolutionizing the protein bar game the world over. What I love about Built Bar is I actually crave Built Bars. I have never craved a protein bar in my entire life. If you guys have seen me in person, I'm a rather portly gentleman. I crave things like cheeseburgers. I crave things like fried chicken. I love fatty foods, but I absolutely love my Built Bars. I can't recommend this company enough. Every one of these protein bars tastes like a candy bar, and I'm not even joking about it. All of them covered in 100% chocolate. They've got every flavor under the sun, it feels like. Whatever your palate desires, I can almost guarantee that you will find a flavor that you will enjoy from Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com to learn more about this company. And right now, you can get up to 50% off their entire inventory online at BuiltBar.com. Great company. And the proceeds from their sale right now are actually going to multiple entities. They're helping advance social causes. And they're putting their money where their mouth is. There's no doubt about that. So there's an opportunity to save yourself some significant money while also donating money to help out social justice issues, social causes that are obviously in the headlines today. The best part additionally is you can save yourself some extra money by going online to builtbar.com. Also using the promo code locked on, you'll save $10 on your first order. This is a great way to get yourself started with Built Bar. Great company. Uh, their bars are low calorie, low sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So they are perfect for anybody, regardless of wherever you're at on the health journey in your life. Check them out once again, builtbar.com, up to 50% off their inventory right now, and also $10 off by using the promo code locked on. That's builtbar.com. Built Bar, proud sponsor of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys, as we wrap up today's edition of the podcast, wanted to take a minute and talk to you about the best player to wear the number 71 in a BYU uniform. This was a group, the finalists in this group, was a very talented bunch of BYU offensive linemen. We have guys like Scott Brumfield, offensive lineman Terrence Brown, who was the most recent player to play in a BYU uniform in this group. Morris Unatoa, he has sons now playing for BYU, as well as John Borgia. And I have to say the voting for this very much reflected how good of a group of offensive linemen this was. The fan vote went in favor as of recording right now. We have a few more minutes here. Terrence Brown leading the way with just over 36% of the vote. He's leading with 36%. Yesterday, Hans Olsen won with over 80%, if I'm not mistaken. So that's just show you how tight the voting was on today's podcast. Scott Brumfield checking in at the number two spot with just under 30% of the vote. Morris Unatoa with just over 25%. And John Borgia with 8.5% of the vote bringing up the rear. This, Like I said, this is an elite group of offensive linemen for BYU. And I understand 
pretend that Terrence Brown was an All-Mountain West Conference performer. Started, I think, 39 of 50-some-odd games that he played in his BYU career. Was the starting center for BYU. Played at guard as a starter there before moving to center for the Cougars. So I get why the fans would vote for him. Because, like I said, the recency bias obviously is going to favor a guy like that. But my pick today is the best Cougar to wear the number 71 is former BYU offensive tackle Scott Brumfield. He played for BYU from 1990 to 1992, six foot eight, 320 pounds. He was like the prototype for an offensive tackle. And he had a good career in a BYU uniform, then went on to be actually be an undrafted free agent who made it in the NFL. Played mainly with the Cincinnati Bengals in his BYU, not his, his BYU career, his NFL career. Played in 56 NFL games, started 29 of them. But the crazy thing about this whole situation is he actually suffered a severe spinal cord injury that actually left his legs temporarily paralyzed in the third quarter of a game in Baltimore. He actually spent months afterwards having to use crutches to walk. It was a crazy story. There's no doubt about it. This was his fourth season when he was the Bengals when this happened. And he just rehabbed his way back onto his feet and walked with those crutches for a time, but ultimately returned to full health and actually ended up playing in the NFL once again after this injury. Pretty marvelous recovery and a really cool story with Scott Brumfield. He then went on to uh, coach in the high school ranks, Spanish Fork High School, if I'm not mistaken, before going to the college ranks and coaching at Dixie State for a time. A fantastic player and a great representative of BYU, I feel like. So I'm picking Scott Brumfield today, and I understand the fan vote went in favor of Terrence Brown, so we're going to diverge here on our opinion. But I just felt like Scott Brumfield deserved the nod on today's podcast. Obviously, guys like Morris Unatoa can't be overlooked. He played seven years in the NFL after his BYU career. His sons are now playing for the Cougars, Elijah, as well as Mo Unatoa, who is Mo Jr., Morris Jr., will be on the roster for BYU this fall. A lot of talent in that family. So uh, a really tough selection today, but I am declaring Scott Brumfield as Jake Hatch's selection as the best player to wear, wear the BYU uniform, the number 71, while the fan vote goes in favor of Terrence Brown. A big thank you once again for your continued support of this. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCougars. Weigh in with your votes each and every day on these player uh, polls that we've been running for, what, the past three weeks at this point, if not longer than that. Make sure to weigh in and have your thoughts known. And we love doing this. I, I really enjoy talking about some of these legends in BYU uniform as we look back on some of the great players that were Cougars of, of years past. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you for your continued support of the show. Hopefully you guys are all doing well, staying home, staying safe. Hey, if you're out and about and you can't avoid social distancing, wear that mask. I know they're not convenient. I absolutely get it, but we all do, do need to do our part to slow the spread of COVID-19. We've seen the spikes in the numbers. Do your part. Let's all be smart. Let's all be safe and let's all stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. We all want to make sure that we're all staying healthy. So once again, a big thank you for your support of the podcast. Today's show brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com, All Guard Pest Control, and Built Bar. Great to have them all on board and great to have you guys on board as well. If you guys like to advertise with the podcast, feel free to reach out anytime via social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. And also our email address for the show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, that'll do it. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 24th, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.